We showed Matt Green and Chad Fuller's science fiction western film, The Switch, back in February. Prior to the event, I recorded a podcast interview with those two and an actor from the film named Andy. Unfortunately, due to technical difficulties, that episode had to be scrapped. Matt, Chad, and I recently met in my old hometown of Greenville, Kentucky for a second attempt. The results of that are what you're about to hear. Enjoy. My name is Chad Fuller, one of the uh, producers and directors of the, the movie The Switch, the short film. And uh, this is Matt Green. Hello. <laughs> oh, well, he's handing me the mic. Um, <clears throat> I am the other producer um, and a director of the movie The Switch, the short film. Um, basically, uh, I'd say I did you know the general beginning writing of it. Um, and then uh, collaborated with Chad here, and, and actually his father as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, they helped me to uh, kind of complete the writing, if you will. I mainly directed, I would say. Of course, Chad did a lot of directing as well, but uh, Chad ran the camera on this one, um, and I did more of the directing on this one. Tell, tell me how you two met. Uh, I met Matt Green, uh, downtown Hopkinsville. Uh, my dad's also a musician, and uh, my uh, brother-in-law had a... Uh, an open mic kind of thing going downtown Hopkinsville and Matt was working with a, uh, another Nashville recording artist at the time. And we had kind of met up there and, uh, we kind of got together and he showed me some stuff on his laptop and I showed him some stuff. And then we, uh, just hit a, a pretty good instant rapport with each other and filmed a lot of, uh, music kind of stuff, their live stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Later, I had a, a team from Ohio that uh, they had their own uh, paranormal deal, and they wanted to shoot uh, like an episodic type deal uh, for a paranormal show, and we kind of uh, helped them shoot a pilot. And mm-hmm. that's how I met, or that's how I started working with Matt. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I had kind of told him that I would do it, and then the people and the, the things that I had lined up uh, totally fell through. So I was by myself, and gotcha. I, I just got to thinking. I thought, well, I just seen Matt that night, and I thought, man, I wonder. Wonder if he'd be down to come help, you know, film and, mm-hmm. and I hit him up and he's like, sure, you know, and he he showed <laughs> up and then we filmed a paranormal show there all night downtown, which was cool. So this was around here, the paranormal show? Yeah, that was in uh, Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Uh, it was a paranormal group called World Paranormal Investigations. They're out of Ohio, really huge following, and uh, we kind of shot like a pilot episode. It really never went anywhere, but we had a ton of fun uh, and we started working. We worked with another guy. Uh, Gavin Kelly on another paranormal show, which mm-hmm. we traveled to, what was it? West Virginia. West Virginia we traveled to for that one. Uh, uh, St. Alban, St. Alban's uh, uh, Sanatorium. Sanatorium. Oh, was nice. Big, yeah, it was, so we, we were there up all night going down hallways, filming in the dark. So we, yeah. we learned to work with each other, but that's how we kind of met. So that, working in that low light stuff, that was probably pretty tough, right? Yeah. First time he called me um, to come film with him, he did. I didn't know. I didn't realize. I, I've never been on a paranormal investigation before, so uh, I told my uh, girlfriend, uh, "I'll see you in a couple hours." <laughs> and uh, you know, of course, when I got there, it was an all-night deal. So nice. Um, ended up, and I was like, "Oh, okay. So we're gonna be here all night?" You mean? So that was <laughs> kind of funny, but uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. 
That's kind of how we met, though. Individually, were, were you working in film already? My dad, he runs a uh, place in Hopkinsville called Copper Canyon Ranch. It basically does tours and stuff like that. But It's uh, like an old West town, right? Mm-hmm. It's an old West, movie reena- well. a movie set pretty much, reenactments. They, sh- they have photo shoots and everything like that there. Uh, it's called Copper Canyon Ranch. And uh, I had worked on a lot of different films and movies and things before I had met Matt with Cameron McCaslin, which, you know, we did the Florida Georgia Line Dirt Lyric video. I was in that and got to be in some other stuff. And then, of course, Brad Ray, who will be there next week, uh, we did a little short uh, there called Stitch. It's a really good one. I didn't see that one. Yeah, that one's out. He's released that one. That was the first movie that I worked on with Brad. And then, of course, The Caged, uh, we got together on that, and I kind of helped – with the location on that he had a location fall through and then i told him i knew where one was so we kind of got together for the footage you saw cool. with the, the, the mobile home me coming out drunk and all that oh, yes. <laughs> yeah it was so that worked out really good but i had some previous experience that way through my dad and my connections there at the ranch and then that's kind of where matt took the story that he had for the switch mm-hmm. and we kind of thought how we were going to film it out based about you know around the town you know trying to get some different shots and things so what about you matt i really started off um editing Mm -hmm. uh, for other filmmakers and uh um, what was your software of choice well you know you got the final cut pros of course and then you got sony vegas and at the time i'd started off with a you know a less a less popular Mm -hmm. software until i you know advanced into some better software. Right, the, the expensive stuff. Yeah. Right, the more expensive stuff. So, yeah, I was dabbling. Uh, I was using a lot of uh, programs to do animated text and mm-hmm. animation and this type of stuff as sure. well. And I uh, um, had some people, I had a, an agent actually that was uh, sending me work uh, and I would edit uh, footage that they send me. Mm-hmm. So I, I never took the footage. I was just editing, putting uh, commercials together Um as well as music videos and uh, advertisements, such things like that for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they were paying me. Um, but talk so, about the agent for a minute, because that's one thing I think out of all the guests I've had, no one's ever actually had an agent or worked with one. So if you could talk a bit, how, how, uh, how did you find one? I met, I met the agent through the, the, the guy that uh, Chad had mentioned earlier, the Nashville recording artist, <clears throat> who I had brought out to uh, Hopkinsville mm-hmm. the, the day we had met for the open mic night. Um, he had an agent. Mm-hmm. And I was doing some uh, advertisements already. Um, and, of course, I was advertising for him. And she had noticed one of my advertisements and, mm-hmm. and thought it was really cool. So she said, I've got a lot of people that could use your work. So she started sending me footage and I would start editing for her. And I, she kind of became my agent, I guess, if you would, because she was giving me a lot of work. I've talked about this before on the podcast. One of the things I love probably the best outside of getting to see the films and meeting a lot of cool people is network, making film, bringing filmmakers together to network. Uh, when I put these together now, I basically take someone from scene A and then another person from scene B that I haven't met before and then put them together. And I try to make sure their films have similar aesthetics. So it's just kind of it's kind of cool to talk shop a little bit. Just, so when it comes to the filmmaking, of course, Chad's got had more experience than I Um as an editor, I knew kind of what I wanted to see, and you know, and it, it helped me to write a right. to write a story as well. Um, and of course, the editing part helps in filming. I think you know. Yeah, yeah. We had John Maynard on a, a couple episodes ago, and he started out as an editor. That uh, really helped him as a filmmaker as he got into the doing everything. Yeah. It does. Uh, I know when we work together, I always ask him, you know, beforehand because I know he's going to be doing the most of the editing. I'm like, hey, what do you think about this or something? Right. And, uh, it helps in my mind to uh, to uh, 
to be looking at it ahead like that, you know, sure. especially when it comes to some special effects that we want to pull off and that type of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. Cool. Yeah. So well, uh, it, is, uh, it is different because um, when you're on set, as opposed to people just sending you footage. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're there f- watching it being filmed, it, it, it's a lot easier to edit, actually. Oh, yeah. Editing your own footage. Mm-hmm. When you are there watching it being filmed or, or filming it yourself, should I say. Right. Um, with Chad. Um, other than you, you know exactly where it's going more than trying to get the vision off of somebody right. you else's don't have to, You don't have Correct. to like scroll through the whole thing and watch it to you, you know try what's to there. Try, try to understand what they're wanting exactly right. is, is when you're doing it yourself. It's it's, it's an easier edit. Sure. Yeah, so. yeah that, that makes sense. It takes sense. a lot of the guesswork out, yeah. After the paranormal stuff that you guys mm-hmm. did, where did you go next? Since then, we, had, uh, we have uh, done film and commercial work for congressional candidates, uh, a couple of other paranormal TV shows. Um, and then, uh, we worked on films together, uh, include, we worked with Cameron on several now, me and Matt, uh, we, mm-hmm. we were both in the prisoner perdition. We had a lot to do with the production of that one too. Yeah, uh, that's very good. I'm, yeah, I'm proud to of, see that. very proud of that one. And, uh, and, yeah yeah some jib work and uh, yeah we had we had a good time with that one too and yeah we're excited yeah we just found out too uh like i said we were up there filming with cindy and we found out uh that we're going to be at the alhambra this year too which is nice that's a great festival yeah alongside uh which we're gonna we're both excited or i know i am too we're both excited to see the prisoner too on the on the big screen i haven't seen that and then Cindy's got a really good film in there. I'm looking forward to seeing that again. Out of again. my mind. Out of my mind. Yeah, we yeah. showed that this time, and it was yeah, uh, very well received. I'm actually yeah. I'm actually in that one for a few uh, seconds. Cool, man. Yeah. Very cool. I was the guy trying to get an autograph from Rusty whenever he comes into the, the place. But we had uh, kind of thought that we wanted to start out doing some short films ourselves, too, mm-hmm. so we kind of talked about it, and he had the concept for the switch. And like I said, we kind of looked at the town, you know, the layout of the town, and thought, you know, uh, how we could apply it to the town and mm-hmm. some little sub side stories and stuff to put around that. But, uh, yeah, we had a, a really good turnout. Like I said, we had Marty Brown from America's Got Talent. Yeah, and, I would talk about, like, before you get into the casting, let's talk about the idea for the switch. That was yours, Matt? It was. Uh, where that, did that, that come came, from? That came from editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I was editing some music videos, and uh, uh, for those of you that have seen the switch or would like to, uh, you'll understand. Uh, but, um, in a lot of music videos, they like to do black and white because they think it's you know it's more appealing. Yeah, right. Look to, to certain people. Artistic, yeah. Right. Uh, so I was doing some color black and white, color black and white, and I got and I thought, you know, this I haven't seen a movie like that since um, I can't remember the name of Pleasantville. Pleasantville. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since that one came out. And, uh, and I thought, well, you know, it'd be cool to kind of put something like that together. And I started thinking about it, and uh, uh, and it it just came up. I had I knew we were going to do it at the ranch. Yeah. So. Instantly, you I knew a guy that had the, the switch too. I did, I did. I did it. Um, I got that from a friend of mine as well. He, oh, nice. he works. He works in the plastic plant over here, and he got me this huge breaker box. You did, know, you get, the, did you get to hang on to that? We do have. We nice. do still have it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, well, it was it was cool because when we first started, uh, it was really a lot heavier, and then we wound up we wound up gutting it a little bit and taking some of the insides out. It was still pretty heavy, and then like if you watch the bloopers and stuff where my dad's carrying it, <laughs> you know, we you know we we used the the effects that we had along with you know fireworks and anything we right. could get to make it but mm. yeah I, I really did uh as soon as he told me about the concept i was excited about it and uh the sci-fi element i thought was really it cool sure. yeah, yeah for, for so those they, who are listening who might not have been able to see it describe the story again yeah it's a sci-fi western um it's set in a small town of copper canyon ranch 
Uh, the town people are going about their everyday business. What they don't know is that the town and world as they know it is about to change. That's kind of what we put on our opening sure. poster. Um, and the stranger rides into town. He has some paperwork that uh, played uh, the marshal. Chad plays the marshal in it. And he comes out as the stranger rides into town with this back set in the eight, late 1800s, by the way. And he's got this huge electrical box hanging off the side of his horse. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody's like, what? Is, never seen nothing like right. this, of course. And uh, it says on and off on the, right next to the big red lever. So as he walks through, the townspeople are looking at him and they're talking amongst each other. And Chad comes out of the marshal's office and, you know, says, what are you doing? What do you, you know, why are you here? What is this? And he shows him some paperwork <clears throat> signed by a judge. And he says, well, you know, I guess it's official, but uh, just take care of whatever business you're going to take care of and get the hell out of my town. Right. And from that point on, um, you know, that's that's when uh, he sneaks around, hangs his box up, mm-hmm. pulls the lever. Uh, and that's where the color change came into place. You know, as I was as I was actually um, writing that and, and editing it as well, I thought, man, I wish I had something more exciting happen <laughs> when he pulled that switch. But I'd already had the, the change of color in my head. So... So I think it works, and I think it says a lot about that. you know people dealing with change and like the, the some people right. embrace it, some people don't. I, th- I think I think it's got a, a nice deep meaning. I, th- I think he did well. We got a review on that, uh, and they said what they call it, Chad, uh, kind of a satire, which really was not a hundred percent on purpose. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, if you know what, yeah, we just kind of we kind of uh, told everybody what we were wanting, and uh, we tried to make everybody comfortable, like mm-hmm. all the different parts, like uh, the guy that got shocked bobby you know and he he was kind of nervous and stuff so we just told him you know this is what we're wanting this way you know and and kind of let him make it his own and do it you know i all all the people that we worked with and you know we're on one of our projects we kind of let them do that we tell them kind of what we want and then let them make it their own which is i think is sometimes that magic comes out you know a lot of times i've seen it come out and from what i understand you guys didn't you you kind of had more scenarios than dialogue like mm-hmm. you it was most mostly yeah. improv yeah there was a lot of scenarios like you said like the people's di- the it was unscripted there, there you right go right on <laughs> people's ideas i'll insert a rim shot there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. people you know like you said their their ideas of what was going on and if they liked it or not you know like the one you know jennifer oh my face she liked it and right. you know and but uh yeah i uh i think that's a really good uh place to film for uh, western movies too uh, yeah it's a great location for sure yeah and you say you say they do like the old west shows sort of like the yeah they kind of do like the reenactment type deals you know uh they used to have a place called kentuck territory down at the lake and they've had a gun town mountain kind of you know the the live blanks yeah like the old uh opryland kids love it uh back when my stepmother was live carol and and my dad tim they uh they would have, you know, they would have huge groups of children out there one day, and then another day they'd just give a few tours. Mm-hmm. So I mean, picnics, photography. There's been just about field trips, field trips, paranormal investigation, just about everything nice. you can think of has been done out that way. Is there a was was this like a old West town? Is, is there a history behind the place, or was it? My dad, he used to work uh, with some of the guys from the Kentuck Territory, and they had a uh, drinking establishment mm-hmm. in uh, Hopkinsville. Uh, and uh, it was called the Crazy Horse Saloon, and he had a little one-sided facade of a wall. That's how he kind of started up there. Yeah. And and then when he sold the bar, he kind of moved out in the country and bought that farm. And when he did, 
started doing it, you know, three-dimensionally, the buildings where you could walk right. into and that, and Yeah, that's what's so impressive. It, this is actually a fully functioning town. There's, mm-hmm. they're, they're real buildings, not facades, uh, and it looks great. Uh, yeah, uh, there's been everything from, like I said, the Florida Georgia Line Dirt Lyric video was shot out there. They also, uh, Lionsgate shot a movie out there. Oh, the, really? uh, Yeah, the uh, Bad Bloods, Hatfields, and McCoys. Oh, nice. Uh, and then, uh, you know, there's been a lot of different talent come through there, too, like Brad Ray, who's going to be an unscripted mm-hmm. next week. Mm-hmm. He... Uh, he 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 actually oh, he that. actually works for Cole Swindle right now right. in videography. Yeah, he and mentioned stuff. that. So he's a re- and for a young guy, I met him uh, like the the stitch yeah stitch the one I was telling you about mm-hmm. that I had helped him with. It won best picture at was the was that Western. the time travel one? Yes. Okay, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. it it won best picture at the Western Kentucky it, Film Festival. It was Festival. very clever. It was it was great. And but that guy Brad, he is uh, he is a phenomenal cinematographer, and uh, he's got a couple projects coming up that me and Matt are both excited about. Nice. You know, helping out with later and stuff too. But he's a great guy, and, yeah. and I. Eric, He's probably one of the best cinematographers that I've worked. His I've worked around. Yeah, I worked around a lot great. of guys, and, and like Matt was saying, you know, he could take something, just a short slider, or do something here and there, and just blow your mind with the way sure. he puts it together. Sure. That's another thing I've learned about being out there working with so many different people and so many different projects. It's cool. You learn different things from, and right. you know, sometimes you learn what not to do too. Exactly. You know? With the switch, I assume you're able to pull a lot of props from your location too. With yeah, the shows and stuff, they had a lot of stuff. Ton, ton of props, horses, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it played out. And uh, you know, and we stretched out and did a different one this time with the uh, the Hell's Half Acre, another mm-hmm. short that we we're going to have coming out. And that was a lot. It was a, a big different experience sure. for us i mean i've been on other shoots for other movies and things but uh doing it ourselves and all the different location changes it was a big difference from right. the switch you know because we pretty much you know shot it all in one location right but yeah. i would like to say the town lends itself to where you could be inside over here inside mm-hmm. over there or out and you know of course the way you angle your camera you can get different looks and that was another challenge for us you know for me personally i'd seen so much stuff filmed there that I wanted to try to get some different New looks. angles. Right? Yeah, exactly. Did you storyboard or anything going into it? Or you yeah, we just kind of, we just threw and yeah, we kind of went through and lined everything up in our minds and then tried to coach everybody into right. where we wanted it. But yeah, so uh, yeah, it was, we're, you know, we're, we're learning a lot still. So. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a, uh, my job at the library is primarily IT and it's the same sort of thing with that. Right. I mean, you never stop learning because no. it's always changing. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. We don't get a lot of period pieces at unscripted. Mm-hmm. And I think probably a big reason for that is lack of access to clothing and right. props yeah. and stuff like that. So that, that's yeah. cool. You had that resource to yeah. pull it from. How long did it take you to get a shootable script out of that? Well, uh, yeah, it was pretty quick. Uh, I came up with the concept. I laid it on Chad and, and his dad over there at the ranch, and um, um, and, and they were down right away. You know, had some ideas to throw in with it. Um, we had pretty much the script laid out in our minds. So when we directed it, we gave them the 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 important lines mm-hmm. that we wanted. Right, the stuff that moved the story along. Right, that that made sense in All the story, right. and and let them present it in their own way. Cool. Um, with some ad lib and so forth. Sure. This film had a, a pretty large cast. Did you know, like your primary characters, did you know um, who you were going to have in those roles right away? And how did you hook up with Marty Brown? You know, at first, uh, you know, casting is a big part of it. Um, we knew some people that are in the business. And, and as we went through the characters that we wanted in the film, we thought of those people that first that we knew that might be able to, um, to fit that part. And if, sure. if we didn't have anybody that we thought could fit that part, we would cast it. Yeah. Um, uh, we had a lot of, 
kind of who showed up too. Like you were saying that one day, you know, you filmed one day and was a big That's group right. of people, and then another day it was another big group. Right. Well, you know, they say extras. Well, I call them all actors, of course, like sure. I told you before. Uh, um, so we we needed to fill the town, and by doing so, we, we, we put it on a couple of sites that we were looking for people in the area. Um, and we got a, a big turnout, nice. you know, for people that wanted to come. And we told them, if you have clothes in this period, bring them. If you do not, we'll put you in clothes, mm-hmm. which is accessible because of the ranch. Right. Having the six-gun theater there, you know, and they, they have all the outfits. So I just want to say, too, we had just, like you said, getting all those different people together. And then just right after that, not, not hardly any time, Cameron came up with the script for The Prisoner of Perdition. I talked mm-hmm. to Matt, and then we were able to get – um, not exactly everybody. Marty Brown couldn't show back up for that one, but we wound up getting even more because of, uh, you know, people that had missed out on the switch. So we had a huge. That's why the the, that's cool. the extras for the yeah prisoner both, production. Both those of, both those films have like they they appear to be like fully stocked talents. Yes, you, you don't see any, yes, it's not sparse yeah. or anything, which is very impressive. Yeah, I think you know you call for extras uh, the around here people you know they, either, well the more you the more you um the more. I don't want to say successful, but more popular, whatever you get in the in, in the business, and people start seeing your work more. Hit Pater because it, it looks really fantastic. One of the uh, uh, cast uh, extras, if you will, like I said, actors, uh, was a friend of mine, John Sinks. Um, and when he showed up on set, um, he said, do you know Marty Brown? I said, yes, I do. He said, uh, I said, I've heard of him. I mean, I don't know him. He said, uh well, how would you like to have him in the film? I said, well, I, w- I would love to have him in the film. You know, he's got a, he's got a big name. He's like 7 million followers or something. And, uh, you know, so I was like, uh, yes, how much is that going to cost? You know, but no, he, he, he was just down because uh, uh, turns out one of his bucket lists was to be in an old Western movie. And we were able to uh, accommodate him with that. And, 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 and he did a great job. And we loved him in the film. I remember he actually played once in Millenburg County. I caught him live there. So I was, it was cool to see him in that for sure. I know he had a bit of a resurgence with uh, America's Got Talent and stuff. But that, that's cool. So he, he had a fun time on the set. He did. Uh, he really enjoyed it. <clears throat> if you uh, Especially if you watch the bloopers, you'll be able to see that how much fun he had. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, the bloopers are great. Definitely stick around for those when you watch it. Um, yeah, but he, he really enjoyed it. You know, um, he's been uh, in the business a long time, even though he, I don't think he's made it. I don't know if he's been in too many movies or not. For I know he's you know been on stage a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, he was. I think he'd done some uh, music videos. Yeah. So, uh, and quite a few of those. So he kind of knew the pace. Mm-hmm. You know that it was a you know it's a slow process. You know, mm-hmm. because some people think when you're filming that uh, you're gonna be go oh, there's just gonna be a bunch of fun, right? And and, and everybody's gonna have a blast and and uh, it's just gonna be exciting. And then you get there and you know it's it's one on one. For an hour and a half, while everybody else sits there. Right, I remember the first, first couple things I was in. So. Yeah, there's a lot of wait times for sure. It was really cool that he what came to the premiere too. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, talk. Well, let's actually before we get into the premiere stuff, yeah. uh, tell us about the shoot itself. I know it was, what two days, right? Was it? It was a two day shoot, right? Saturday yeah. and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we did a couple of pickup days, just some light stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the uh, the part where you see Bobby get. Uh, electrocuted with the switch there mm-hmm. that was done on a different day I think there, it was just a couple of uh, but the the main shoot was shot around when we could get the extras there so yeah, sure. it was just two days yeah it worked out pretty good for that like Chad said earlier um, Saturday we had a certain set of people that showed up and then Sunday we had a completely different set of people show up uh-huh. luckily we had 
about six or seven of the same. Okay. For, you know, just like new people there. trickling in and out of town. Right. Yeah. But those scenes were already done. Oh, yeah. So the next scenes it, in, a, in a busy town, it doesn't hurt to have new people floating through. Mm -hmm. you know, so. Did you always intend on uh, doing it that quickly or did you have a lot of pre-planning about like shot, shot schedules and stuff like that? Um, I, I was hoping to have it done in two days. That's, that's kind of how we planned it. It was a kind of like just a little Kickstarter for Chad and I uh, once we teamed up to get something out there um, to, to draw some interest, you know, and, sure. and, and start working from there. So uh, Chad and Art had an idea. I think it was, had this idea mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah going cool. when I came up with the switch. I okay, was half cool. acre. Um, but he's so busy with uh, helping other filmmakers mm -hmm. and, and acting and so forth um and he's he's brought me along for that ride which is just amazing mm -hmm. so um uh he's been so busy to doing that stuff that um hasn't had time to do his own stuff so <laughs> i talked to him into making this one with me and uh it, it wasn't a hard talk trust yeah, me but uh, great um any uh any disasters anything you learned from the the shooter did it all go pretty smoothly uh, like I said, uh, one thing was the the weight of the switch. You know, things as you go along, you you know, that's something I've been learning too. You know, you start out in your mind, you always think it's going to be this way in your mind, mm -hmm. and then we've had to totally be Marines on this on this last shoot too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like uh, you know, improvise, adapt, and overcome. We've had to do that a lot on this yeah. last one, but uh, I think us stepping outside of that filming location for the switch which was pretty much done in one location has taught us a lot too about you know i think that uh, location change along with uh scheduling of cast and crew to me are the two you know the biggest hurdles if you will to to kind of get over to get things going but right. i think if you can get that stuff dialed in and get people to be where they're going to be when you know they say they will i mean you can get a lot done you know you learn who to work with and who yeah, not. That's, yeah. that's, that's the only thing I could say. No, the switch went pretty smooth as far as actors and so forth because they were there for both days, um, the main characters. Um, and then uh, actually a couple of those too, uh, Alonzo who played the bartender. Yeah. Alonzo who played the bartender, uh, he wound up being a, a key key actor in the in the – the Hell's Half Acre one, mm -hmm. the next one we got coming out too. So we yeah, and I didn't like, I didn't Andy. recognize him. I know we had that exchange on Facebook. He like looks dead up like Ron Swanson from yeah. Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, Andy, who couldn't be here now, he uh, he's friends with Alonzo really good, and uh, he he helps manage him. Uh, you know, helps get him shows and stuff. And uh, Andy was in it, and then James Stokes. Uh, yeah, James he had Stokes a small part in the in the switch. He had a smaller part, okay. and then we kind of stepped him up and asked him, you know, if he'd like to have a bigger role. Cool. So he kind of became on as a producer. He had to farm really close to the area uh, around some of the shooting locations that we needed, so it worked out really good. So, it, like you were talking about before, networking, mm -hmm. a lot of the people who worked on the Switch, not all, but several of them got together with us again on this next project. Now, I, I think, you know, on our next one, probably we'll have a bunch follow us, you know, again, hopefully. But we've, we've, we've had a good rapport with people, people like working with us, I think, because we – allow you know we know it's an art you know to let people do their thing sure. you know be artists and uh, i think that's a big reason people like to work with us you know the switch kind of showed that and i think uh, when we get this next one done it'll show it too so yeah, yeah like like chad was saying if uh, you know i've been on set with some other uh, filmmakers and most of them are, are really good and generous and um what i've noticed that working with chad that uh, we're more you know, if they have an idea, it's like, yes, throw it out there, you know, please, you know, even though we had the movie set already kind of in our minds, 
they'll throw something at us and it's like you know what that is really cool right sometimes loose productions like that you get better stuff yes. you know that's sure. a great idea yeah. so uh, we welcome that in it you know you know, you can't have blinders on. That. Sure. That's, that's the biggest thing I've learned. You got to, like we said it to me, you know, the guy in the corner who's mopping, who might not even, he just might be there. You know, if he says something, you know, let's listen. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would say is uh, for the things that we've learned uh, uh, is to definitely make sure that when you uh, get your actors, and it's going to be a many location shoot and, and a long processes that the scheduling, they can absolutely make it right to every shoot. Um, on you know at, at the times you're doing it because right. things come up right. but you've got 10 other people that are going to be there that have done what they have to do to make time and then there's the one maybe that says they called me into work yeah not what do you do you know so right. you want to really i think that's a key to uh to to making it work that's the only thing that we've kind of run into that was a snag other than that uh, it's gone pretty pretty smooth how long were your shooting days uh let's try that we uh, we shot we got uh, for the switch we shot all day probably and uh, you know try to get from point to point from building to building and kind of worked our way around and both of us were uh, eight or ten hour days yeah probably yeah, eight or ten bad. hours but we uh, we both camera guys so in between one of us doing one thing the other guy would be running with the camera you know so right. we had some challenges like that but I actually ran sound and directed it at the same time okay cool. Yeah. Cool. While Chad worked the cameras, it was basically the we had some help mm-hmm. here yeah. and there with sound when I mm-hmm. was uh, doing something else. But uh, between the two of us, we pretty much did the whole the whole thing as far as filming it and sound. And mm-hmm. what kind of equipment did you guys use? Uh, for camera. yeah, for camera, we use a, a Canon. We use a DSLR. Uh, we have two Canons now, and uh, they're both DSLR. And uh, we. Uh, Tascam. Ta- yeah, we have a Tascam for the audio, and then we also have uh, onboard, or uh, we have a, uh, I have a boot mic too, and then uh, Matt has a bunch of cool equipment. Uh, we've, uh, on that one too, we would try to shoot, you know, different things, track shots, jib shots, try to incorporate as we many want to different. to try to keep it moving, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, as far as edi- editing, uh, excuse me, tongue tied, as far as editing goes, like, well, what did you use to edit, and about how long did you take on that? Well, that that film was actually done uh, by you know Sony Vegas, and uh, the editing takes quite a bit of time. Uh, mm-hmm. I I can't remember exactly how long it took me. I'm gonna say, I mean, it wasn't extremely long because I was there to film it. And like I said, I've had editing experience. Right. We had like a lot of lines and stuff. We did, we did, and you know, and with good software, it lines it line your audio up with your. Um, film work automatically sure so as long as you have an onboard microphone on your camera mm-hmm. you, and, and an external mic they'll match themselves up yeah. are there any like uh, good deleted scenes you, anything you have to lose or was it pretty much a shot no we, we chad, chad and i do take way too much footage uh, but uh, we like to have more than what we need sure. uh, so we can we can pick the best of the best sometimes we don't notice things um you know, through the screen of a camera, as mm-hmm. we can once we put it on a on a bigger editing screen, and 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 if those are the only two takes you had, then that you're gonna have to use them. Right. So we we try to throw a lot of takes in there. So we we filter through a whole lot of footage um, to come up with the best of the best, of course, and then use that for the editing. So you know, it was a couple month edit on that, I'd say at least. But, okay. Uh, cool. And then we sent it to Vince Varco, um, which I can't say enough about. Look him up on IMDb credits. Big Sound Music. He'll be he'll be uh, scoring the uh, Hell's Half Acre oh, as nice. well, 
and he's just amazing. He did a great yeah, job a great scoring work. that film for us. The premiere was in Muhlenberg County, correct? I remember that. That's how I first heard of the switch. Uh, I just uh, happened to notice like a film event happening in Muhlenberg, and I know I've told you guys before. I was very excited to see that because, mm-hmm. like I said, I grew up here. I was always interested in movies, but there wasn't a whole lot going on, and it thrills my heart to see yeah. stuff actually happen. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about setting that up. It was at the Palace Theater, which is a historic, awesome venue, and. Uh, the, I, I like the way you guys did kind of like a variety show. So you got them between films and kind of host a little bit and make it kind of fun. Just, yeah. just talk a bit about that. Sure. Uh, we had originally, uh, we were going to have the uh, premiere in Hopkinsville because we shot most of the film up there. Uh, and then uh, Matt, uh, I think he had a friend of his who worked on the, I don't know, it was an art counselor or the uh, council for, or was on the board for the uh, palace mm-hmm. or something. He was telling me we actually did a wedding for her, I think earlier. And, uh, and when he showed it to me, I was instantly in love, you know, the, the vaudeville and the, you know, the, all the different history and stuff that had yeah. been through there. And we kind of got together with other filmmakers and we thought since ours was a short, you know, I just wanted to just show a short, try to get, I got with Brad and we showed caged. I got, uh, we showed one of, uh, Cameron's, uh, Taylor Poe. And mm-hmm. we kind of, we had Jay Waisley from the, uh, ghost adventures, the travel channel show. He's a friend of ours. We were in a short film with him called, uh, down the, down the road. He mm-hmm. made a little short film into that. So we kind of had him come and we had, you know, we had him come up, which was cool. And then we had Marty Brown, uh, Brad could make it to that one, but you know, we kind of let those guys get up and talk to in between. And, but yeah, the venue to me, it was just so nostalgic. Yeah, and I mean, Warren Oates yeah, used to see movies. Just there. So it's, cool. It's yeah. And, awesome. and, uh, but it turned out really good. You know, we showed the different, you know, all the, we just called it, uh, the switch and night of shorts. That's kind of way it did the, uh, yeah. and we kind of got that in mind for uh, when we do hell's half acre, we're going to kind of, uh, I think we're either going to have it either at the, uh, WK cinemas in Hopkinsville or at the Alhambra. Oh, cool. We've been, uh, we have a friend of ours who's, uh, involved in that, that, uh, we've been invited to, uh, maybe do something there. So cool. I'm hoping on the next one, the next premiere that we do is kind of be a, a similar lines, you know, sure. with uh, a night of shorts. Whatever filmmakers that we can talk into, into letting us show their films, to, you know, with our, so. That's where I first encountered Brad's stuff. So it's like, is it like almost as soon as I left, I was like sending people a Facebook message like, Hey, you want to show them? I'm, I'm so glad you like that movie. We, we, uh, we had it set up with Brad or Brad did to show it at WK cinemas mm-hmm. and they had an issue uh, I don't know the the normal guy that ran the um, the uh, projectors wasn't there that night, and I don't think he had a hard copy. I think he just had a, a like a uh, HDMI mount deal oh, or yeah. something. 4K. And it, it yeah, it was in sharp 4K. 4K so okay. we had to, but we, we had an issue and it didn't work out. But we had such a great turnout of people there want to see it. So yeah. I thought, and I got with Brad, so we're going to show this one. And I got with Cameron and you know some other people, and it worked out really good, man. How, how many people showed up that night for the Switch premiere? Look, it was uh, a good crowd. Yeah, it was. It, it was hard anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, and it's it was. Uh, I think it was a perfectly sized crowd because you know you get too many people jammed into that place. Right. It's going to be rough, but it was yeah. just it was just like a perfect amount, yeah. and everybody was really into it. Yeah, I think everybody had a good time, and everybody loved it. And we, I was happy for the for the first one, and uh, and so and and you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it type thing. Sure. Thinking you know on the next deal, and all the other we've been involved in so many other little shorts and things too that you know. And, you know, who knows, Cindy might want to put something in and, yeah. and a bunch of different people would get together and do it, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, Cindy, Cindy's great. We've, she's great. I think yeah. Cindy's shown in every single unscripted. She's, I, right I call her an unscripted all-star. Yeah, yeah, she's so fun to work with. Yeah, we she's great. We got to work with uh, her and Rusty on the Prisoner of Perdition. Cool. 
and uh, and of course we uh, oh for certain did you, did you show him the intro to the Hell's Half Acre yet though? Yeah. I've seen the trailer for yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, no, we we we, we showed the trailer that night. He's got well, he's got it going, but uh, I can show him the intro. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Yeah, she's in that, and uh, she she just straight killed it. No pun intended. Nice. She, she's she's a great actress. Yeah, she's she's great in the new volumes of Blood too. She's yeah, she's cool, really they're, they're, her segment is hilarious. And I was in another movie with her, but not a shot on the same day. Uh, the Steve Hudgens, uh, the their newest one, the Big Biting Pigs. Oh yeah, the, uh, um, their stuff's so good too. It lives in the attic. Yeah, yeah. She she played a girl who got her arm chopped off, and the I got the make out with a, uh, a woman <laughs> it was a that was a new one for me you could do go from doing cowboy stuff to, to making it right yeah, really cool to network and work with all sure yeah folks. definitely to me that's the most exciting part and being you know like you were saying uh, western kentucky in this area being able to have people to get together and you know so many different styles and everybody you know yeah it's cool man to be able to have a network it's it truly is amazing to me how much stuff is happening in this area now and i'm, I'm so glad to see it it's uh i've got a special place in my heart for Muhlenberg yeah, county since i'm absolutely. from here my family most of my family still lives here uh so yeah it's, it's definitely great to see Talk, I guess now uh, we can ease into your new movie. Mm -hmm. So let's let's hear a little bit about that. Sure, Hell's Half Acre is our, our newest uh, film that we have coming out, and uh, it was kind of uh, based on a on a uh, on a real area in Hopkins County. It's mm -hmm. called Hell's Half Acre. Uh, it's down a real road called Bone Road, believe it or not. <laughs> and, and I, I heard stories when I was a kid about, you know, they said it used to be a, a stagecoach. It's kind of cut through there to get it, but it was dangerous. Sometimes they made it, sometimes they didn't. Right. And it kind of came up with the idea, you know, to, to, to write it around that. And the film part, I kept telling Matt, you know, we could film part of it there. You know, that way we could say we filmed it, you know, historically haunted locations right. and stuff. So it kind of grew from there, and then we got to talking, and uh, we were going to use Copper Canyon for the intro for that, and we wound up um, using uh, – the Merle Travis Center oh, in Powderly, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, James Best from there, you know, and all right. that, which we had a good time. To, the, the entrance. Use Merle Travis's old house. Yeah, the actual. Actually, the, oh, wow. The, the house where he was born in the opening yes. scenes. You'll That's see a woman, awesome. And we'll show you that here in a little bit. But, yeah. yeah. So that was one of the cool locations. And then we shot at Luzerne Lake. Mm -hmm. It was another location. Uh, we shot at the Hopkins County uh, Historical Society, which was one of my favorite Very parts. Cool. They'd been in there before scouting it out, and we had to jump through some hoops to get that to happen. You know, yeah. you know, they have to vote on it to board, and we had to write a letter. And but once we got all that done, it worked. It wound up working out pretty cool. And, cool. Then, and we filmed part of it out in the graveyard. So it's uh, it's all kinds neat. of old creepy graveyards yeah, out here. Like some I, of the some of the people from the Switch were in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Alonzo he plays a guy in it, and then Andy he's in it too. So. Cool. Yeah, I remember uh, in the woods, not too far from where my parents lived once as a child, we ran across some old, it looked like they may have been Civil War tombstones. It was, right, it was yeah. kind of yeah. an old cabin back mm -hmm. in there, too. So it's, it's, it's amazing what you can find in the woods of Muhlenberg County, definitely. Well, according to the story on this one, it was a really notorious area, you know, debauchers, everything under the sun went down there. And, you know, people hid out there, and then people farmed there and lived there, too. So it was a mix of all different the kind of folks. Yeah. And no uh, real laws in this town at the back of the day. No. Yeah, see, I love horror that's steeped in real history. So yeah, I'm, that's, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm interested in that for sure. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, uh, the guy, uh, the entrance, that's kind of, we kind of, you know, the entrance of the movie is a back in time sequence, you know, and then and then it leads to what's going on now. Sure. So we had some, some deals with that, which was cool. And uh, styled similarly around the switch, you know, with the back in time, we kind of went not off color. Right. And then we'll go into color later which yeah. kind of is an homage to that a little bit that's cool but 
yeah, we're excited about it. Is it, is it going to be a short or a feature? It's going to be a short. Uh, it's going to be a little bit longer than the Switch. Yes. I'm thinking, Matt's thinking. <laughs> we, we were just, I was just looking at some of the raw it's footage. It's 18-page script. Yeah. Wasn't it? Right, right at. Or, you know, it, with the, with the one-minute per, per yeah. page uh, mm -hmm. concept, uh, what I'm trying to do. Um, but with the intro and, and some of the, the, the fact that we used, you know, multiple cameras on it, it... Mm -hmm. um, there's so much I want to put in there. It may end up being a little bit longer. Than That's 18 cool. minutes. I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, 24, 25. That's a sweet spot for sure. And I'd, uh, lo I'd love to see it on TV as a 30-minute show. You know, give it the four minutes worth of commercials. There yeah. you go. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Let's close out by just uh, telling telling us any kind of lesson you learned from film, filming Switch. I know you'll have a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of merge that with maybe some advice you would give to aspiring filmmakers. I, I, I I, my target audience for these podcasts are filmmakers in areas that not necessarily are, that are not necessarily known for filmmaking. So, like you know, places like Greenville or whatever. Like mm -hmm. somebody out there has a dream. Like, what would you tell them to uh, help them pursue their dream? Oh, for me, I think uh, as far as relates to the switch, I think having an idea or a concept and then having the location and then being able to go there ahead of time, like we were able to 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 make it all fit together. Uh, I think it's helpful. I think if you were just totally unscouted on the deal and you went out to say we could do this here and this here and this here, you could pretty quick, you know, it'd be out of out of out of reach for you. But I think uh, I think getting all your ducks in a row to me is the, the biggest thing that I've learned. Yeah, pre-planning is very important. For sure. It is. You can um, if, if you're just starting out and you have the passion, um, just remember um, to have fun with it. Don't you know the the bigger you get, don't let it go to your head. Be right. treat people nicely, to um, have fun with it. That's the key. If you're enjoying yourself, you know, like they say, you'd never work a day in your life if you're enjoying yourself. Exactly. But um, don't expect to get to the top in in the first year either. You know, yeah. everybody starts small. And uh, but if you got a good idea, you go with it. Uh, you can find a lot of help online. If you if you know, but it's key to have everything. You know, if you get your script done right, get your uh, script manager. Get uh, try to get all the help you can get for people to keep it in line and as professional as you can sure. because it's going to keep you on track if you know how you're going to shoot it. And these are things you can do by just just, just planning. Think, go there, look at the locations, think about it, talk it over. You know, look, look at how you might want to shoot at this angle, that angle, uh, what would look the best, and uh, write it down. Yeah. So that when you get back to the shoot, you're, you're, you're not, um, I don't want to say wasting the actor's times, but you're, you're moving things along for right. them. Cool. All right. Uh, any uh, links or anything you want to give before we sign off? Yeah. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook. Fuller and Green Productions is our Facebook page, and uh, that kind of leads to uh, all the projects and things that we have going on. Uh, and, of course, uh, The Switch, a short film, has its own Facebook page. And then our newest, uh, Hell's Half Acre, it has its own Facebook page when one leads to the other, you know, that type thing. But uh, we're really excited. We had a really good turnout for the Switch. And uh, I think uh, I feel uh, there were some magic moments in this movie. I feel like, you know, when we get the edit put together and with the scoring, like you said, I think it's going to turn out. That's, yes, Hell's Half Acre. And uh, I think we're going to – I'm already really proud of everybody yeah. that's put everything that they have in it. together uh, not even a month ago, and it's got uh, – it just, it, 116,000 views. Oh, it's views went up even further since the uh, last yeah, time I seen it. Yeah, so wow. I thank everybody for, for viewing that. And, that's awesome. Uh, that shows you how strong the paranormal like community is, is how sure, big yeah. an interest is. That's, that's great. And we're shooting, you know, we're both thinking Halloween would be a great time to bring oh, this definitely. out in October. So for sure. 
you know, we, we hope to have it edited and scored and everything before then. But um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll definitely try to get you guys back in unscripted awesome, for that, too. Man. That'd be great. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for talking to us, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll let you go. Thank you, Wes. Thanks. Bye.